episode is brought to you by Clean Comedy Connection. Clean Comedy Connection is an entertainment company providing clean comedy solutions to corporate, nonprofit, and community organizations. For more information, please go to cleancomedyconnection.com. Hello and welcome to the P.T. Bratton Podcast. I am your host, P.T. Bratton. Thank you for joining us this week. This week, we're going to talk about going back to school. Now, I know that some places have already gone back to school and uh, been sent home from school, but our kids have not gone back yet. So I want to address this issue and some of my concerns as well as my wife's concerns. So in order to do that, I need to bring my wife on. Can you please welcome to the show my lovely wife? That she is the butter of my biscuits. She is the sugar in my sweet tea. She is my homie, my lover, and my friend. V to B, can you say what's up to the audience? Hey y'all, hey. <laughs> so <Isn't> he sweet. <laughs> so after I know I'm a tall glass of diabetes. I know. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> so after Labor Day is when our kids go back. They're not. They're not. In school, they're they're uh, being homeschooled, but we have a tutorial group, yes, um, which kind of gives a feel of school where it, they can socialize with other homeschoolers, which is really cool because when homeschooling first started, those kids were just isolated. Those but we don't kids, know those we, poor kids, it, y'all. Poor kids. I, he sounds like those. Uh, no, I met Miss- some homeschoolers from back in the day, and they were okay, not well adjusted. Maybe way back yeah, in the day, they were not well adjusted because they weren't able to socialize. With, but now that it's yeah, more, you're making an assumption. Hold up, hold the, up. Hold I'm up. talking about the ones I met. Okay, okay, and yes. all the homeschoolers Narrow I met. Actually, when you okay, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. But I'm just gonna go ahead and put this out here. Most African American homeschoolers, that's a whole different breed. But, I mean, when did African American homeschool become a thing, though? That's been in recent years. Right? Yeah, when I don't know, because y'all, it's a community of these are educated black women with more than one degree who've decided to do something different and to say, okay, I, you know, we only have these kids for this long, and uh, of course, it's not the only option of education, but this is the option that you know they decided that we decided, uh, and so, um, so it's a different breed. So my point is, we're socialized very much, and. Uh, not what you may think for homeschooling. Okay, so let's step back for a second. Uh, share with the audience what what drove our decision or what drove us to make this decision to uh, homeschool our kids. Okay, I'm going to try to give it to y'all quick and short, Yes, y'all. please, succinct. So I'd, al- I'd always loosely thought about homeschooling, but we were located, um, we were in, 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 in Virginia um, when the children were born, and I saw no... Um, examples of homeschool that fit what I was trying to do. And it probably fit more of this stereotype that PT just <laughs> mentioned. 
Um, I can remember being in a store looking for books and stumbled upon a homeschool family that really looked sketchy mm. um, at best. And they may not have been, but it just didn't help. It didn't help my mind. So anyway, life goes on. And I'm we thinking we're going back uh, overseas because perhaps PT is going to take a ministry position. Um, mm-hmm. And that... We, as a result, we move so that the kids can, um, we, I can be close to family while he's doing everything to get ready. And so they enroll in public schools and we were fine with it. The school was small. The school was quote unquote top rated. That's a whole nother podcast Mm. on, on, on these measurements with the schools. And, And by the way, I am a teacher. So I was a, um, teacher in schools, certified, um, and my my background is in higher ed. So I've taught K through college. So I don't come to this space ignorant, you know, with ignorance. And um, after a couple of years there, my oldest son was just really, he was just like, I don't understand. He had been in private school before we moved. And he said, you know, the teacher always has to say, be quiet, be quiet. The kids fuss and cuss. And that's just not, if you've met him, you know that that's not his temperament. But I would just want to add to that, too. The, uh, another frustration, big frustration for, for him was that he was behaving, but he would lose his his privileges, privileges based off of the behavior of the other students. So, like, when they wouldn't be quiet, then they would cut out their recess uh, you know, and cut time for the recess. And the last thing you need to cut is recess from children. I remember growing up with two recess. You know, mm-hmm. so that that was that was that was strike number one because you know he was becoming frustrated because he's doing what is right, which is what we've taught our kids: you do what you do what's right, um, and you know, good things will happen. So here he's doing what he's asked to do. And That's the other a whole kids, other podcast. The yeah. other kids, right? The <laughs> other kids are not. And he's getting punished for them for their misbehavior, right? So part two of the frustration for him was when the kids misbehave, there was no punishment. Like so like when they were they acted out toward him or any acts of violence, there was no punishment for those kids. So now he's he's any he's, real real punishment. Right. So he's he's struggling with this that okay, let me get this straight. So when I do what I'm asked to do, but someone else doesn't we all get punished, but when they do something specifically wrong, they still don't get they don't get punished for that. You know what I mean? Like you're punishing everybody for actions of a few, but then when they do things wrong individually, they don't get punished. And it was just this. It reveals we're not trying issues. to have that re, that type of reinforcement right. for, for for life. We God's got plans and purpose for these kids' lives, and that that just was not that over and over and over again was 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 not helping. It it, it changed. We saw a change in his mood that was not good. Like he, he went from, I, I love to learn. I, I'm excited about going to school to, I don't want to go to school. Yeah. And that was, I think that was kind of straw that broke the camel's back for us. That it well, was a, but, right. Because he, he was the one who, it, he was going into his fifth grade year, which means he's going to be a senior in that school. He's, they, they have other privileges, you know, like announcements and this and that. And I'm like, are you sure? Because you get to, He's like, no, ma, I want to be homeschooled. So then we have our youngest child, who I'm trying to figure out if we're going to keep him in school. Uh, and we had a couple, I had concerns with him from, from, from first grade early on. And um, he was going into third grade at this point, And I was concerned about his reading, not necessarily his comprehension, more so his decoding skills. 
And so I started doing research and I'm, I'm like, there's something to this. And if someone can just help us figure out what the issue is, then his dad and I will move forward with that. And after a couple of meetings and then even having a meeting with the administrators of the school, bringing in his prior teacher, he's going in the standardized test. I want to note this right here. Please listen. Third grade test scores are used to build prison beds in this country. I'm going to say that again. Third grade test scores are used to build prison beds in this country. Therefore, if your child cannot read decode by eight years old, which I think the organization, um, it's, it's not called the, it's the, um, it's an educational organization that guides, uh, kind of the metrics for the entire world, just not the United States. They already know that eight years old is the best time for all kids to begin learning. Of course, we know they're outliers on that spectrum, but learning to read. Some may learn early and some may learn later. Yeah, go ahead. I, I think you 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 you've gone into a, a PSA here on the podcast, though. We want to talk about right, but my my point. So back. my point is <laughs> my point is this. You can tell I, that she's very passionate yeah, because, about it. She's, because because this was the straw that broke the camel okay, back first for her. Go ahead. For, for okay, so the straw was already the camel back was already broken <laughs> for PT. But for me, this is what the straw that broke the camel's back for the youngest. I bring in his teacher to the meeting and and ask her, will he be able to read? the standardized test that he's going to take next year in third grade. She said, if it's read to him, he will be able to understand and, and I comprehend and answer well. But if he has to sit and decode, it is going to be a very hard task for him. and He's not going to be able to do it. At the end of that meeting, they decided that they did not need to figure out what might be his issue. I was livid. I got up and that was the last day I was in that school. I said, oh, no, we're not having this because this I know that there is a way and it ain't up in here in this public school situation right here. And so we decided to homeschool. And well, I think uh, homeschooling is essential. Here's the thing, whether you homeschool or you send the kids to public school, parents need to take an active role in their children's education. We cannot entrust that to anyone else. So even if they're going to public school, you should still need to be very much involved. Like all the parents were during the pandemic. You had no choice. You had to. You had to be involved. You had to make sure they were online. Um, you had to make sure um, they were doing the work because you know. Guess what? If they didn't, they didn't pass. That's the kind of situation we had at the end of the right. the, the pandemic, where students were not passing because they just didn't do the work, not because they couldn't. Right. I have friends who are teaching, and they said, literally, literally the kids would just not show up to class. And so now you're wondering when you're actually in class and having issues with the children and trying to connect with the parents. And they want to put all the pressure on the teachers that is their fault. Homeschooling is not, I'm not going to say homeschooling is easy because it's not, but it's like anything else that's worth it. Okay. You put in the work. You get re- you get results, and you, you you God has put us in charge of these little human beings to to lead and guide them and train them up, and it is a work. Right. So with that being said, we are glad to pawn them off on other people for two days a week. <laughs> no, I play I play but uh, we are glad that they are getting back to um, meeting with their their peer groups. Um, twice a week. Yes, and they um, and they are excited, but you know, but with we that, are a little um, uh, timid. Uh, there's some trepidation on our part, and we're going to discuss that uh, right after this break. 
And now it's time for another moment with Matthew. Hey, Matthew. Hey, Daddy. Do you have a joke for us? Yeah. Why was the egg afraid to meet new people? An egg afraid to meet new people? I don't know why. He was a little chicken. <laughs> he's a little chicken because he's an egg. Oh, that's good. Okay. All right. This has been another moment with Matthew. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, babe, um, what is your major uh, um, hesitancy? I know we, we've made the decision to send them back uh, to tutorial, uh, but what was your major hesitancy in making that decision? Um, so, our tutorial is small. We have very small class sizes. A tutorial, real quick, is... Um, an organization or that that exists that usually teaches the core courses, so math, science, history, English. This year, we're going to have a, a few um, electives as well. Um, and you meet for a certain amount of time, in, in this case, two days a week. Uh, and I actually teach, what we call it tutor, tutor slash teach fourth grade math. So I'm very happy about right. that. The, the clarity is that they're tutors because the parents are actually the teachers. The teachers, because they're the ones that have to give an account at the end of each semester um, to the county or their jurisdiction, whatever, right, of thorough um, and regular instruction. So you said they're, they're small. The classes are small. small. So why so you're were you nervous? Because we have elementary school kids, and they are not vaccinated. Mm -hmm. um, or... Um, and, and or we don't know what kind of precautions their families are taking, right? And I'm saying that because it's everybody's prerogative whether you are vaccinated and your child is vaccinated, et cetera. But now we're gathering in spaces. So my family could be vigilant. Your family may be a little loosey-goosey. And, um, mm -hmm. and we're all coming together. My oldest child is in the largest room in the building, so I'm not concerned about him. They have more than enough room to, to spread out. My youngest child... Is in a is in a decent sized room, um, but one of his classes, there's the science classes at our tutorial, y'all, are the bomb.com. I mean, they're experiments all the time. And yeah, so, and we could not. Let me just uh, say kudos to them because we could not create that same. We we could not. Thing we cannot at, at home last year. I tried and failed uh, <laughs> miserably. <laughs> so, but it 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 is it is a great experience. Shout out, extend homeschool tutorial extend homeschool tutorial and that is a shameless plug because the leadership over there is the bomb and so are the tutors okay in Bowie, maryland <laughs> anyway so um they're going to be a lot of you know more children maybe like 17 18 or whatever in his class and the room is not that big so um, we're, the tutors are back we were back in the building getting things straight and i praise god for my youngest child's tutor because she and I feel the same way. So we're in there and I'm helping her. I'm like, okay, girl, what this is we're going to do. We're going to put this table over here. This is where the kids going to put their bags. We're going to position it like this. And I said, now I will even be a second assistant <laughs> up in here to make sure that everybody is good. But what I love, so that was the trepidation. So I didn't even pay for that one until like 11.59 and we had to pay by 12 midnight. Okay, yeah. If you know Vita, let me tell you something. She waits to the absolute last Y'all, because I'm like, Lord, give minute. me a sign to say don't go back. But I've been having experiences over the last few months where things have seemed bleak. And I have literally, y'all, um, I have I have done or incorporated what I believe and have really doubled down on God, 
You can make a way out of no way. You can make this thing work. I don't know how. I can't even see, but I know you are able. And I've seen the Lord blow my mind over the last three months on on several different situations that were very timely and would have involved us losing a lot of money about certain things. And he just came through. So I said, God, I'm not, I'm, again, just the same way I did when I met Tyrone. I'm not getting a sign to stop. So I'm moving forward. And Lord, I believe you will look out for all these children and the staff because we are walking in what you have called us to do. And we just got a message um, from our tutorial that everybody has to test before they come in the building. Do you know what a relief that is? Um, That everybody has to test so that everybody has to have a negative COVID test to come in the building. Period. Period. And they're looking into um, whether that will be something ongoing, which I, I feel like it will be, or at least I hope I hope it will be. But they're taking the first step for the first day because people have gone into school and the kids have COVID by Friday. Yeah. The, the kids are sick by Friday. So with that, with that, that point that you just made, do we really have to do back to school shopping? Because I mean, like. We we really only had to buy an outfit for the first week and then just kind of see how it worked well, out. Well, for right? for us, we may have to go ahead and, and have a few a few clothes. But oh, okay. in in homeschool, y'all, if y'all don't know about homeschool, is I mean, you know, we don't really do a lot of big back to school shopping. The kids may have a backpack for a tutorial, but. But that's they, not that's not homeschool. homeschool well, I life. mean, they didn't use the backpack all last, last year, year, right? So, I mean, <laughs> but your kids might have grown, so they might need some new the, clothes. That's the only way my kids get stuff is if they're outgrown because <laughs> yeah. I'm not buying them. Nothing. But clothes are not a big deal in the homeschool community. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. So, um, but their haircuts will be fresh. Their haircuts will be fresh because that's I, that's I, just what we do. Yeah, I've started cutting their hair during the pandemic, and I've gotten pretty good at it. Not to toot my own horn, but toot toot. So <laughs> they will have fresh cuts on the first day. Um, yeah. So we, we are, I'm very, I feel so much better now mm-hmm. about that. Um, the way I that feel we're better moving about, forward. I feel better about it too, because I was nervous that they were not going to get out the house and I really need my house to myself <laughs> just a little bit of time where, you know, cause I love my kids. I do, uh, especially when they're sleeping, but it's, you know, they are, it, the house isn't that big and it's like wherever I go there you are like come on you know they said so it's just you know I, I think it's going to be good for them but beneficial for me as well just with some creative things I'm trying to do and, and you know, to have some peace and quiet to be able to do that they are normally pretty quiet but if you have kids you know when kids are quiet that's when they're up to something so you all, so you can't really right. concentrate so you you're like, like what y'all doing Especially this one over here, Vita. She tried to play it like she not, but she is the main one. If they quiet, she's like, what y'all doing? What you looking at? What is that? You know, like just trying to be Inspector Gadget. But right. um, that's a whole nother thing. But my, my, my prayer is that I'm praying that they can get a real good grasp hold on how to maneuver this school year. Because if, if, if we don't, then we just go in and out. And that they, disrupt they, that's disruption because disru- I was about to say that is the thing that we don't realize is the the pandemic and the shutdown and the lockdown affected kids just as much, if not more, than it did the adults. Like think about the fact that they they could not physically interact with their friends. You know, just imagine the kind of psychological impact that had on them and now you know you talk about ptsd and 
anytime there's a new uh, new news report or medical update, boom, it, you don't know what it triggers. Right. Um, so I'm hoping for some kind of consistency for them so that they can go back on a regular Absolutely. basis and not have to go back and then come home. And, then and that's back. what I appreciate about our tutorial. We are really, we need the consistency in the building. And PT and I just had an opportunity to um, do some background work and the steps that were taken to be a part of that shoot, those are the steps that all the schools should be taking, okay? Because they were not playing because no one wants to get a shoot that has a rack of money that is being poured into the project being shut down. And um, I said, you know, if they're doing this for entertainment, they should definitely be doing this for education. And so I was just very happy to find that out. My prayer is that um, the different school jurisdictions will really double down on, and as opposed to saying, well, they got to come back to school. We don't have any other choice. We need to have a growth mindset mm. of, around how we maneuver. Whenever there's a problem, that is God giving us an opportunity to create. Half of the problem is that no one wants to move past the education system that we have now. But it's inevitable. The train is coming down the track at 100 miles an hour. Well, uh, the, change, at, the change is now. Well, if you happening. look at higher education and the online learning that has infiltrated, I use that word on purpose, has infiltrated higher ed learning, it's, it's amazing to me that we act like that can't be a thing for K-12. through Because... Be well, right, well, because... As one of our friends told us, one of our friends' neighbors, who's also our neighbor, she she said she never wanted to say that school was babysitting. But that's essentially what it comes down to, because if kids can't be at school, then the parents can't work. But what's happening, ladies and gentlemen, is that everything is changing, but people are trying to hold on. But it doesn't matter if you hold on how tightly, because it's still changing. So you can decide you're either going to be you're going to run with the train, you're going to get in front of the train, or you're just going to be behind the train. I, I thought, no, there's another one. You can get run over oh, by you, the train. <laughs> you, and no one wants to get run over um, by the train. I'm, I'm very happy about our district that we live in while our kids are, are being homeschooled. Um, they're not in the schools here, but they have decided to do something that I don't know if many other districts have decided to do. And they're really erring on the side of caution for the children. And I'm excited because we have friends who are in the school system and, you know, right. teacher Teachers. friends and kids have friends. And we just want to, we, we want all children to be safe. But sometimes people are more concerned with, I, I, I don't, not their neighbor. How about that? Right. Not their neighbor. Love your neighbor as you love. But they're not concerned about their neighbor. And, and in this case, I feel like our local jurisdiction, as well as our homeschool community, is really that we they're really concerned about the neighbor and, and other people. Well, I am concerned about my neighbor on this podcast right here because she's got to go and get her lesson plan together because <laughs> school starts next week and she has done nothing. nothing. That's not true. You don't... If anybody's listening for a tutorial, <laughs> don't believe that. That's not true. I have things ready. I honestly just need to send out emails to my to my parents. And this is a shameless plug right here. You I'm... ain't got the lie, Craig. <laughs> no, I am. I, I did, I did, I did, I did my assignment sheets and everything. Oh, I just literally have to email right. it out because y'all do, we, I do wait till the last minute. <laughs> but I really did um, do it. But I'm thinking about tutoring because I tutor elementary math, thinking about doing some private tutoring for math and, um, 
and health and then life skills for kids, entrepreneurship, public speaking, things like that. So I have that in the works because if kids are home, the, their parents will still need assistance with certain uh, subject matters. But I'm, I'm, I'm happy that it seems that our area is really that they, they, they're really the administration is really thinking about the kids. And so, Vita, if any of our listeners are interested in your services, how would they uh, contact you? I am Vita B. You can find me on all social media platforms at I am Vita B, or you can send an email to Vita Sensei S E N S. E I Vita Sensei at gmail.com and Sensei is teacher in Japanese. So if you heard our story, you know why I'm Vita Sensei. She's got, she do the most. As yes. you heard me That's say. That's what all my Japanese, my Nihonjin students call me Vita Sensei. She's always doing the most. Thank you so much, Vita, for being with me. Thank you all for listening. This is the end of this episode, but we'll be back next week with another episode. So please tune in. If you haven't yet, please subscribe so you don't miss uh, episode um, and we're going to be talking about some things here and there as uh, as the world turns so if you got a topic that you want us to discuss go ahead and email us at uh, ptspeaks at gmail.com um, and uh, we'll, we'll get to that topic as soon as possible alright uh, love, peace and so see y'all next time <laughs>